Good evening, everyone. Uh, welcome to our midweek podcast for Revilla Presbyterian on Tuesday, the 1st of September, 2020. All trusted you're keeping uh, safe and well, uh, and you're very welcome uh, to our podcast this evening as we take some time together uh, to worship God, to praise, to listen from his word, and to pray together. Please continue uh, to share these messages with others. There's been, I've had a real encouragement by the way uh, of what I've been told from other people that they've been sharing these messages with others. Also, let me thank uh, those who have helped out in getting our church building open uh, for our Sunday worship again. It was great uh, to see people back in our church building for worship on Sunday morning. Um, also, uh, these coming weeks, we're going to continue to uh, have the church building open. Uh, the church doors are open uh, at half ten on Sunday morning, and the service will begin uh, at 11 o'clock. If you're planning to come out for the first time uh, to uh, worship on Sunday mornings, then can you let Brian know by five o'clock on the Friday before that you are planning to come out? If you've already been to our building uh, for worship, then don't worry. Uh, Your name is still uh, being counted, but it's important uh, that we uh, know, have an idea of how many people will be in our building on Sunday mornings. Um, So please let Brian know if you haven't been out already uh, that you will be coming. Please keep these uh, matters in prayer as we continue to uh, plan through uh, the changeable uh, days uh, that that we can continue to keep a safe uh, environment for everybody as we look to come back together face to face to praise God. And if you feel that you're not able to get out still, then please don't worry. Uh, the live stream will continue to happen uh, uh, over these weeks. And also our podcast will be continuing to happen as well. There's no plans to stop these uh, at all. So we will continue to ha- uh, have these. Also, this week is a very special week for our church family as we uh, in Mavella Press 2 and celebrate 25 years of being a church family. Uh, this is something that uh, it is still, uh, we're still a very young church. There's not many churches uh, that we can still have uh, members who have been here from the very beginning. Uh, but we want to celebrate that over uh, these, this week. Uh, for what God has done for us uh, through these 25 years. And we're going to uh, mark that on Sunday morning as well as we have uh, a couple of people sharing in our service too. And tonight I want to think about that question about what is uh, the church? What does that look like? And we're going to look at a passage in a moment or two that shows us a little more about what it means to be a church of Jesus Christ. But as we begin this evening, let me read these words from Psalm 44, taken from verses 4 uh, down to verse 8. It tells us this. You are my king and my God, who decrees victories for Jacob. Through you we push back our enemies. Through your name we trample our foes. I do not trust in my bow. My sword does not bring me victory. But you give us victory over our enemies. You put our adversaries to shame. In God, we make our boast all day long. 
and we will praise your name forever. This is the God who we trust in. This is the God who shows us uh, our great blessing and victory in the name of the Lord Jesus. Let us come uh, to give thanks to him this evening. Let us come to praise him in all that he does. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the great joy that we have in your loving name. We thank you for who you are and for what it means to serve and to follow you. Heavenly Father, we pray this evening that we have that great awareness, Lord, of what it means to seek you out in all that we may do. Heavenly Father, we pray, Lord, uh, for the opportunities uh, to serve and to witness for you through these days. And Lord, we recognize that as we look to our lives, as we look to the things, Lord, that we do, uh, Lord, that we continue to, to battle uh, against the things that pull us away from you. And Lord, we come before you this evening, recognizing, Lord, that you are the one who restores and cleanses. And Lord, we lay our lives before you. Lord, asking uh, for your hand to be upon us, to know of your forgiveness in the Lord Jesus to know of your blessings and all that we may do. Lord, we pray this evening uh, that we may have that great awareness of you guiding and directing us in all that we may do. And we ask it now in Jesus' loving name. Amen. We're going to begin with praising God with an item from Resound Worship entitled, The God Who Laid the Earth's Foundation, He Is Here.
Well, please turn in your Bibles now uh, to our scripture reading for this evening, uh, which is found in Acts chapter 2, verses 42 to 47. Acts chapter 2, 42 to 47. This is a passage we've looked at a couple of times before, but I thought as we think about this question this evening, uh, what is the church? There's no uh, better passage to look at uh, than this familiar passage to us. Let us read uh, together the word of God, starting at verse 42 of Acts 2. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles, and all the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property, possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favour of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Here we end the reading of God's word. There once was a, a very old uh, peanuts uh, strip. Uh, I'm sure you remember them in the, uh, in the newspapers uh, where Charlie Brown was talking to a friend and uh, she was starting to write on a piece of paper. And uh, the strip goes like this. When writing about church history, we have to go right to the very beginning and then in the next slide, it tells us, our pastor was born in 1930. Obviously, as we think about what the church is, we do need to look at the very beginning, not to when uh, I was born or any other minister, but when the church uh, came into being, the early church in the book of Acts. And in this passage, we have a picture of the church after the great events of Pentecost when many uh, came to know the Lord. Uh, the church grew uh, in 24 hours uh, in an enormous way. And here in this passage, we see four things happening when we recognize the Holy Spirit reigning in the church they were then, and they still remain, keys to spiritual growth and maturity in the church today. These four aspects, uh, when the Spirit reigns, people are learning. When the Spirit reigns, there is fellowship together. When the Spirit reigns, there is worship to God. And when the Spirit reigns, there is evangelism Jesus' name is proclaimed to the lost. Let me take each of these in turn. Firstly, we see that the church was continually learning. In verse 42, we read, they devoted themselves to the apostle teaching. Here in this first aspect of church life, it is given to us. It is a picture of people who have come to know their Lord and Savior and have a hunger to hear his word. It's always a, the first aspect of what it means to be a believer, a hunger to hear more from God's word. 
In 1 Peter chapter 2, it tells us like newborn infants long for pure spiritual milk, that by it they may grow up into salvation. These people have come to hear the greatest news in the world and are longing to hear more about it. Their lives have been reborn and they are learning how to live in this new life. There is a great hunger to hear from God. People who are devoted to God's word, who feed off it daily, look to grow closer to him. As we think about this evening, what a church is, we are those who have a hunger to hear more of God's word, to have God leading us on what we do. But also, we recognize that we are continually learning in this life. It's not something that we've got everything sorted out and everything together. We live in an age where uh, great amounts of information can be carried around in very small things. Uh, Instead of carrying around loads of files and have bags of uh, folders, we can carry around huge amounts of data on just a simple pen drive, something as small as a keyring. We plug it into our computers and instantly we have all this data uh, on hand. And I think sometimes we think that's what our brain should work like as well. If someone becomes a Christian, we plug them into a Bible and back in 10 minutes we think they should be talking uh, like a mature Christian. But it's not like that. Ask anyone who has been a Christian for a good amount of time. They are continuing to learn all the time. One of the marks of a believer is a hunger to read God's word, a hunger to keep learning about their great God and Savior, Jesus. We recognize as a church, it is a place that we come to uh, to learn We to understand what God is showing us through these days. Many times I've been out with people on visits and they say to me that the uh, the Bible is a complex book. And that's right, it is a a complex book. It takes years and years uh, to understand. Do you know, it takes a lifetime to understand. Each time we come to it, there's more that we can learn from it. So this first aspect of what a church is, it is where a love for God's word reigns. Secondly, we are showing that it is a caring church. They devoted themselves to fellowship in verse 42. It was a church that was united, it was together in all that it did. And we see this further in our passage In verse 44 and 45, all the believers were together and had everything in common, selling their possessions and goods they give to anyone who has had need. Reading these verses, it does show us an incredible challenge, doesn't it? If we were to take these verses uh, on their own, we'd be thinking that Jesus is calling us to sell everything that we have. And why Jesus doesn't call us to total poverty, we see that in this passage, those in the early church still had homes in verse 46. We are not called to total poverty in order to follow Jesus, but we're called to share what we have. This was a community that was open with one another with their possessions. 
What was the reason for this voluntary sharing of the church community? Well, we read at the end of verse 45, as anyone who had need. We are living in a world where there is much need in many different ways. And we recognize that we always have something to offer others when we see them in need. You see, a church is a place where fellowship should be happening all the time. You see, fellowship is something that costs something in the early church. Sometimes in our modern way of using fellowship, we think it's uh, just something that we we have a chat with someone or we uh, have a sense of having a cup of coffee or tea after our service. Uh, But uh, it takes place and it, uh, it takes place when it takes place. It is something that truly costs the other person something. When... God's spirit reigns. God's people not only relate to his word, but they relate to one another in a caring and sharing way. Thirdly, the Holy Spirit, when the Holy Spirit is present, it is also a worshipping church. In verse 42 again, we see that these people devoted themselves to the breaking of bread and to prayer. As we read on in this passage, we see the outcomes of the worship. In verse 43, awe came upon every soul. In verse 46, day by day they attended the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts. Two things about their worship here. We see their worship was both formal and informal. They met both in the temple for formal worship and also in their homes in a more informal way. Both styles of worship work. What this shows is that that here are people who are worshipping God in their daily lives. Worship was at the centre of everything that they did. There's no better time, sure there isn't, to think about worship than in the days that we're facing at this time. We have explored many different ways of being able to worship that we never thought we would be able to do before. But we recognize that uh, no matter what restrictions are put on us, no matter uh, where we are, we are actually able to worship God together. And also here we see in the second aspect of this passage, their worship was both joyful and reverent. They were filled with awe uh, that there was real joy in what they did. Two characteristics balanced to the worship. It wasn't flippant, yet it wasn't morbid either. There was an archbishop called Geoffrey Fisher who said these words, The longer I live, the more I'm convinced uh, that Christianity is one long shout of joy. You see, worship in the early church was central to each person's life. It brought them together and kept them together. The most common thing that each person had was their worship of God. When the Holy Spirit reigns, the hearts of God's people move towards him and their relationship intensifies. In each of these first three traits we see what people devoted themselves to in in the church but in this fourth and last one 
we see uh, where the Holy Spirit is present. We see that uh, is something that the Lord does. In verse 47, we see the Lord added to their number daily. For this is what the Lord was doing. He did it through the teaching of the apostles. He did it through the witness of the church members, the impressive love of the common life that they had for one another, and their example as I praise God and enjoy the favor of all people, we are told. Their witness was as continuous as their worship was. It went hand in hand. And that's how the Lord added to their number daily. It really is a theme of the whole book of Acts, the growth of this Christian church. Church is never a place where the people are still, but the church is a place where people are asking, what is God doing next? Where are we to go? Here uh, in this week, we are celebrating uh, 25 years uh, of our church in Mavilla being in existence. And here through these last months, we have experienced many strange days in which we never thought uh, we would have to deal with. But again, we are in that place of seeking out what God is doing next, where he will take us next. For the last trait of the church is where Holy Spirit is present, the church reaches out to the world. As he finished looking at these four different traits of what a church is, we see in each of them that relationships are central. Firstly, we see God's people having a relationship with his word, the apostles' teaching. We see that they are in fellowship with one another. They have a relationship with one another. We see in their worship they have a relationship with God. And then lastly, we see that as they reach out to the world, they also have a relationship with the world. As we think this evening about what the church is, it is a place where relationships are central to all that happens. And the other thing to keep in mind is that we recognize the Holy Spirit with us in all that we do. He came on the day of Pentecost and he has never left the church. For Jesus was born once, he died once, rose once, ascended once, and he sent the Holy Spirit once. As we think about this evening, what a church is, we can say to each other that we are the church of Jesus Christ. We have the Holy Spirit with us in all that we do. We can look at this young church in Jerusalem as an example for us in our lives and what we do as we look to devote ourselves to the teaching of God's word, to fellowship with one another, to worshiping God, and also to reaching out to the world in all that we do in the great name of our Lord Jesus. Let's pray together as we think about these things. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks as we look to this wonderful picture of the early church, recognizing that that same Spirit is with us today, that you are still looking to guide and direct your people. 
And Lord, we thank you that even in the strangeness of these days, we can still look to be your people, that we are still that body of the church looking to do these things, to seek you and to follow you in all that we do. And Lord, we thank you that we are now starting to be able to get back into our church building. But Lord, we recognize that wherever we are, we are your people looking to serve and follow you. And Lord, we pray that over uh, these coming days that we may continue to know of what it means to be your people. We ask this now in Jesus' loving name. Amen. Well, we're going to praise God again now with an item of praise from the Gettys entitled, O Church, Arise.
Well, as we close this evening, let us uh, take some time in prayer for one another. We want to pray for uh, members of our church family who are going through difficulties at, at this time. We want to pray for uh, our young people, especially all those starting back in the school. We want to pray uh, for uh, our land at this time also and for the different uh, plans that are being put in place uh, as we look to come out of this pandemic, as we look uh, to return to a sense of normality and what we do. Let us commit all these things now to our God. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks this evening that you continue to show us uh, what it means to be your people. Lord, we give you thanks, Lord, you are a God who continues uh, to uh, show us the next steps. And Lord, we pray for one another and all that we may do. Lord, we pray for those who are dealing with difficulties through these days. We want to continue to lift up those who have been uh, bereaved, Lord, over these last weeks. Lord, we pray for your comfort and peace upon them, Lord, and all that happens. Lord, we pray that there is continue a sense of people uh, in touch with them, a sense of being able to contact others, Lord, uh, uh, to uh, know that they are not alone. And Lord, we want to lift up to you those who are dealing with ill health at this time. Lord, we pray that you may take away any fear that they may have. We pray, Lord, that they may have that real sense of clarity, Lord, and what happens uh, through these days. But above all, Lord, we pray that they may know, Lord, of you journeying with them throughout, that you may continue uh, to sustain and strengthen them uh, through these days. Lord, we want to lift up to you uh, our education system at this time. We pray for all, Lord, who serve in our schools. We pray, Lord, for all, Lord, who will be uh, looking uh, to put plans in place for the safety of our young people, Lord, as they start back to their studies. Lord, we pray for our young people, Lord, as they start to get back to a sense of normality in their school days. We ask, Lord, uh, that you may continue to protect uh, and give them the opportunities, Lord, uh, to learn and to enjoy, Lord, uh, their studies. Lord, we also lift up to you those who uh, are putting plans in place for further education. Uh, and Lord, we pray that they too may know uh, of your hand upon them as they start on this new chapter in their lives. Uh, and Lord, we pray that they may have that great awareness of your hand upon them in all that they may do. Lord, we continue to lift up our authorities. Uh, we continue to lift up our government before you. Asking, Lord, that you may give them wisdom, Lord, in this road ahead. That they may know, Lord, of your hand upon them and all that they may do. For, Lord, we live in such changeable days. We live, Lord, where we do not know what one thing will happen to the next. But, Lord, you do. You are the creator of this world. You are the one, Lord, who knows uh, every day and what will happen. And Lord, we leave our plans in your capable hands. We ask, Lord, that we may know, Lord, of your uh, uh, sense of directing and guiding in all that we may do. 
Lord, we give you thanks that you are a God uh, who is present and active in each one of our lives. You are a God, Lord, who brings peace, Lord, uh, when it is needed. And Lord, as we think about uh, the church body this evening, we thank you, Lord, that you have brought us together in your name. Lord, that we are a body of your people looking to serve you. Each one of us, Lord, you have given different gifts to you. And we pray, Lord, as we think about the next steps, Lord, here in our church family, that we have that real awareness, Lord, of you looking to guide and direct us, of you bringing us together in your loving name. Lord, we pray all these things now in the great and the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Well, let us close together with the words of the benediction. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Thank you for listening, everyone, and God bless.